when I first saw No More Christian Nice Guy, I thought, now this is a book that needed to be written. And of course, it was written about uh, my co-host uh, today, Chris, written about you, right? No More Christian Nice Guy? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And Paul Cochran wrote this. He's the founder and president of The Protectors, which is a freedom from bullying organization. Yes. But when he wrote this book originally, a couple decades ago, he was a newspaper editor and uh, very involved in what was going on in his church and in his, you know, his faith. But as a newspaper editor, began to look at it and thought, why? Why are we portraying men so in such an emasculated way? Yeah. You know, and it's like the book David Murrow, Why Why Men Don't Go to Church. And it's it's like because they don't like mauve and lace. <laughs> right? <laughs> yes. It's like, you know. And uh so when when Paul Cochlin hit this man, it it really resonated. I remember seeing this and and now he's redone it. And so to be able to spend some time with him, talk to him, this interview here with Paul Cochlin, I think is is gonna sell, set a bunch of guys free. Yes, I do too. Yeah. Yeah, I, I and I mean this guy is amazing. I mean he's done stuff with you know the L.A. Times, Good Morning America. Yeah, you know, um, and he's a varsity soccer coach. Whoa, I yeah. didn't know that. Yeah, he's won a couple state championships. Man, and uh, he's done stuff with the Baltimore Ravens. He could have mm -hmm. really used him the other day. Oh, they could have used him the other day. <laughs> right. So <laughs> when actually you know when we tape these little things, there's different stuff going on. Yes. You know, so we can. <laughs> kind of people could tell what's what's happening yeah right? but the fact is is that uh i think no more christian nice guy i thought really hit something and i just i want guys to get a hold of the book read it in fact the first 10 pages i told him i said uh chris i said uh, paul I'm, I'm really kind of mad at you about something he goes what and i said well those first 10 pages i wish i had written them <laughs> you know because it was like Shoot, man, this is so good. Yeah. Dang it. And uh, so anyway, it's just great. And then out of there came No More Christian Nice Girl and uh, Married But Not Engaged, a uh, number of other uh, books that he's written. Yeah. And it's on Kindle and audio books and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, I want to read the Raising Bully Proof Kids. Yeah, I mean, that thing, the whole protector's piece has come out of his research also. Yeah. And uh, it is it has become a really large thing. He's actually become a um, uh, he goes he speaks in court. He's a professional witness. Uh, he talks about bullying with people. He he uh, goes to schools. Uh, this is a fascinating uh, interview. And he's just the nicest guy too. Super nice like, guy. Oh my gosh! Like working with him to um, coordinate the interview. Mm -hmm. He's just hey, anything you need. Yep. I'm here, you yeah. know. Well, that's the thing, because he's just real. He's yeah. in the present. He's not trying to put on something, which was part of the whole, the whole thing, no more Christian nice guy, isn't about some being a jerk. It's really about just not being soft. Yeah. And so, and living in the present and being real and being a guy. And if somebody calls you, you call them back. Wow. What a concept. You do that? Yeah, we do that. <laughs> you know, somebody texts you, you text back. You know, it's, in other words, it's, it's, you're just, you're a guy, you're a man, yeah. you, know, you respect other men. Yeah, but I think it goes to, you know, the fact that oftentimes we do not teach the fullness of love. Mm. You know, we talk about the soft gushiness of it, 
but there's a toughness to it. And I love, you know, that's one of the things I love about mm-hmm. Maximize Manhood is seeing the other side, yeah. the complete, wow, it's okay to say no sometimes. Yeah, it's kind of like this, you know, I love you, you love me. Yeah. Uh, I also love my grandchildren. We have one word for it in English, you know, it's love. I love yeah. my grandkids, I love you. But if you mess with my grandkids, you'll find out how much I love them. Exactly. Because I'm taking you out. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) And so that, I think that side of it is love. That's where discipline comes from as a father. That's where respect comes from. It's where, uh, where courage comes from. And so that whole missing virtue, if you will, that, that seems to be uh, missing in our culture for men the way we've emasculated men. You know, we're just rising up, man. We're calling up the spirit of Elijah and men. It's game right? time. Yeah. Come on, man. Yeah, it's time to be real, uh, get with it, get in the fight. And uh, so I'm excited uh, to have today on Brave Men, uh, Paul Cochlin. It's Brave Men with Paul Lewis Cole. Wisdom and courage for the journey. I'm talking with Paul Coughlin, who uh, wrote an amazing book I read years ago, and I want to get right into it. It's called No More Christian Nice Guy. And uh, apparently it's, it's the confessions of a former Christian nice guy. But then you also started something, and you're a coach, soccer coach, which means actually in reality you're a football coach. And then you started something called The Protectors. Uh, freedom from bullying. So we're going to try to get into all this. You are a fully orbed person. You have a lot going on. But I want to direct you, uh, Paul, to page 88, where you said we should burn the Bible. <laughs> Is that, maybe, I, maybe I pulled that out of context. No, I, I, I think so. I think so. I think, I think what we should do, that's, that's good. I think what we should do is um, we need to burn what I call the NGB, the, the NGB nice guy Bible. version. Oh, the nice guy yeah, The NGB version. It's, uh, it's very similar to uh, Thomas Jefferson's version of the New Testament, right? Where he couldn't, you know, he couldn't get his mind or whatever around the fact that there were supernatural things happening. So he cut them out. He cut um, them out. This Jefferson Bible yeah. still exists, yeah. Yep, yep. And, and so I think we need to do something similar to the NGB. And uh, when I first started going to church, I was grafted into it. I didn't grow up in the church. And uh, when I got into the church, and many other men too, you get a certain version of it. And that version is largely where only the nice stuff is emphasized. And the tough stuff is... Um, it's just not covered. And if it's covered, um, it's certainly not emphasized. It's covered in a nice way. So nice to you became a swear word, a four letter word. It is. It's right up there with uh, the word fair. That's also another four letter (laughs) word. If you're looking for fairness, this is the wrong place. Uh, Unfortunately, I bring that up because that takes out a lot of nice guys. Nice guys believe uh, that if, if they are virtuous, that others are bound to be virtuous toward them. And uh, obviously there's some truth to that, but that is uh, that the world just doesn't work that way. Right. Uh, there are malevolent people in this world and they will take a person's niceness and they'll use it against them uh, wow. because they see it as weakness. And many times niceness is weakness. Let's be honest. Mm. Um, I know that I was nice not because I particularly cared uh, about other people. I just didn't want conflict. 
with them. Wow. So you're just the nicest guy to ever be around. And um, you can get away with that behavior. The church uh, largely rewards it. But uh, when you get into marriage, it's a whole nother ball game. Uh, and in fact, the main group, as you know, the book's been around for like 12 years. There's mm -hmm. a, a been a revised version that uh, I was able to do. The number one group, pal, that uh, it gravitates toward this book, sons of pastors. Wow. Sons of pastors. Because they're expected to be nice all the time. And yeah. it, it makes sense. Uh, and Dad's got to keep his job. Yeah. So now here you are. You're a coach. Have you ever coached uh, a soccer game uh, where they decided just for the benefit of the player so nobody gets upset, they decided not to keep score? Never. <laughs> never. Wouldn't that I was be never, nicer? I was, never, I was never part of that generation. No. <laughs> no, I didn't really. Nicer, Paul? <laughs> It'd be nicer and it would drive – it would drive your better players crazy and uh, some of the parents as well. Yeah. <laughs> uh, see, that's, so that's fascinating to me. So when I talk about NGB nice guy Bible, so uh, no more Christian nice guy is the book and you revised it. And so it's, it's available wherever finer books are found. Yeah. And then uh, out of this, this nice guy thing, and I want to get back into some of the background you started, an anti-bullying or freedom from bullying because trying to be a nice guy, if you will, even as a young man, you ended up becoming, being bullied. Mm -hmm. you, you sure do. Um, let me uh, point out two things. So uh, the protectors are anti-bullying organization work in public private schools uh, in North America, throughout the world. Um, that actually came out of no more Christian nice guy, uh, wow. as you know, uh, spoke a lot across the uh, United States, other countries as well. I spoke for Promise Keepers, Iron Sharpens Iron, a lot of other men's uh, conferences there. And one thing I noticed, pal, was when I um, would talk about justice, uh, I noticed that my audience would just like rise up like this this primal sap through a tree, right? I mean, they just would, you'd see men just get get like, yeah, that's right, that's right. Uh, I call that thumos, uh, the thumotic spirit that the Greeks uh, uh, and the Romans wrote about as well, particularly Aristotle. And so uh, they, there's something about fighting for justice. Mm. That it, it does it in women too, but it, 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 uh, it grows that martial spirit. Uh, you ask a little boy what he wants to be. Many times he wants to do the martial occupations. You know, I want to be a soldier, a firefighter, I want to be a police officer. And I think we're made that way uh, by God. Uh, I think that men, if, 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 if I were to define masculinity, by the way, the word's only like 125 years old, doesn't appear in the Bible. It's a social <laughs> construct. Right. And um, if, if I were to define it, I would say it is love bolstered by courage. So it's mm -hmm. a courageous flavored love. Wow. Uh, that I think masculinity should be. So yeah, I talk about that. They're promise keepers and, and guys would just light up. And, uh, and so I created a movement to, to um, find out where is justice missing? Wow. Where is it missing? And back then we settled upon adolescent bullying and uh, the protectors were, was born at a normal Christian nice guy. Wow. That's amazing. You know, it's uh, it stirs the heart. It was um, years ago, uh, Campus Crusade, Bill Bright, Bill Bright said this, he said in a, in a group meeting I was in, he said, uh, 
small dreams don't stir the heart of big men. <laughs> and, and so basically what, you, what you've done is you began to speak to something larger. We're going to fight for this. We're, we were made, you know, it's, it's David, you know, it's David. We were made in the image of God. And David, uh, God said about David when he was about eight years old, he said, because Samuel's lamenting Saul, and, uh, and Saul is a perfect example of you get the government you voted for, even though they didn't vote for. <laughs> yeah, right. It's a picture for us today. In fact, you live in Oregon. I That's, do. Uh, it's, uh, I, lived in, I grew up in California, so uh, you've got Governor Moonbeam's sister as your governor. So. Uh, no, that's right. Fascinating. So, but, but David, David, God said, I found a man after my own heart. When he's about eight or nine years old, I found a man after my own heart. He's speaking Ephesians 2.10 over him. He's speaking life over a nine-year-old who's the youngest of, you know, eight boys. And he's throwing rocks at the sheep and stuff. And, but God says, I designed him to be this way. You know, that Stu Weber tender warrior thing that, you know, David could kill a bunch of guys oh, and yeah. then write a poem about it. You know, I mean, That's right. and that is, that is who we're supposed to be. And it seems like Christianity or the church, let's put it that way, has kind of demasculated men and uh, feminized us. And it's, yeah. and, uh, and that's what and we call it sanctification. About. Yeah. We call it sanctification. As we do, it's, it's, it is something we're expected to just lay our, you know, masculinity at the foot of the cross. Um, and, uh, and therefore we become sanctified in it. And, and so, you know, I think that it's, it's a, be careful what you ask for type of thing, right? Because <laughs> yeah. pastors will often lament and rightly so, you know, the, the men sometimes just aren't all that active. Yeah. Well, Where's they're not guy? all that active in part because um, a certain nutrient has been, taken out of them. Uh, there's this kind of spiritual anemia that can take place when all you uh -huh. do is read the NGB. If all you uh -huh. do is read the NGB, uh, the sweet stuff, you're just going to get spiritual cavities. That's just how it works. Wow. Um, we talk about the fruit of the spirit. What about the vegetables of the spirit? <laughs> um, you know, what about courage? You know, these, these yeah. are the things that are really, really important for us to do and be. And and, and, you know, men, men want a, a bone to chew on. We're very much like dogs. Um, if you don't give a dog a bone to chew on, it's going to chew on something else. And so we really do want to, to, to fight, to solve a problem, to lift others up. Um, and we need to be shown how to do that. We need to be encouraged how to do that. And if we think that the kingdom of heaven is only ushered in by just a big nice guy smile, that's just not how the world works. Yeah, we need real world wisdom. Yeah, sanctification. You know, it's it's as if it's as if they they misconstrued circumcision, <laughs> right? Into wow. cutting off the entire member. Yeah. Okay. Right. So in other right. words, in other words, it's uh, uh, sanctification is is the cutting off of the cojones. Of a Christian man, I mean, that's essentially what the church has done over the years. 
thank God for people like yourself, Paul, who have written books like this. And thank God for, uh, well, my dad, uh, Dr. Cole and coach Mack and, and other guys. And, and, uh, you're running down the line, you know, Pat Morley and all the guys who begin to speak about these things and Stu Weber and, you know, um, who begin to speak of the masculinity of men. Yeah. Yeah. I think what happens, uh, so, you know, masculinity has often been, it's a social construct, right? And right. it's, it usually asks uh, fundamental questions and it, it asks, what does society want from a man? What does the military want from a man? And what does religion want from a man? And that was pretty codified for a good amount of time. And then the 60s and 70s comes along and they jettison the religious part and the military part. And so we stay with what culture wants. And so you're kind of getting one third of a guy, unfortunately. Mm. Uh, now that's kind of changed since then. The things are beginning to reform. I think Promise Keepers was a huge mm -hmm. uh, move forward on that because they were inserting back in what religion, and I think to some degree what military wants from a man as well. So it's a little better uh, than it used to be, but it, it it's not where it should be. It's not where it should be. And it comes down to this. You know, uh, this thumatic spirit that uh, Aristotle and others wrote about, um, this kind of a primal sap that uh, guys have. And uh, it, thumos is a word that I covered in a book called Unleashing Courageous Faith. Right. It has to do with courage. has to do with strength. And um, what has happened is we've decided that that is just dangerous. All of it's dangerous. And it is the baby with the bathwater argument. Certainly, a man who does not have his uh, power under control is it can be an, an extremely dangerous, malevolent human being. Mm -hmm. But we forget the other side of it. And the other side is if a man has no thumos, he's dangerous too. But he's just dangerous in the sins of omission, not the sins of commission. We haven't. I don't even know if we even know how to think anymore when it comes to some of these things. And we need to learn how to think better because you rip that out of a man. Um, he's not reliable. He's not going to do wow. well for his family. He's going to yeah. be a horrible friend. Um, and he's yeah, certainly not going to be up. meaningful for the kingdom of heaven. Never name one nice person who's done anything meaningful other than give us the weather in the morning and some really good recipes. <laughs> Shoot, Dad, just you might as well just go ahead and, and hit it head on. You know, <laughs> the thing is, Paul, is that you know to to be a man, and again, society. You talked about the three areas: uh, culture, religion, and military. And and this has been studied quite a bit. Uh, the fact that we don't have as, as many young men in the military, uh, we don't have to fight as many wars. Uh, you know, so a lot of what the purpose was for young men isn't there anymore. And we've told them, you know, here's your here's your battle. You're going to just be a nice guy, and it and it does it it uh, ameliorates that manhood. It kind of rips it out of us in that sense. And so um, I think that that voices like yours, and again, we're talking about we're talking to Paul Coughlin, and I want to get into protectors in a minute, and no more Christian nice guy. And here's a quote you said. Uh, you said. <laughs> This is great. You know, I'll tell you why I got really mad at this book when I first read it. About the first, I don't know, I, I, you know, I had the paper and now I'm reading it off, uh, you know, digital. 
And about the first 24 pages or so, I got really upset. I got really mad. And the reason is, is that I wished I had written it. I got, I got really ticked. It was like, gosh, I wish I'd have written that. This is fantastic. <laughs> well, well, pal, if you knew the difficulty I went through getting that book published, you wouldn't be, you wouldn't be too jealous. I'll tell oh, you that. It was so hard to get it published. So, so here's what you wrote uh, right near the front. It says, uh, talking about the NGB version of the Bible, the nice guy Bible, uh, you said, uh, to get to where we need to go uh, with this book, we have to kill the mellow, yellow, docile, unemotional, lotus-sitting Jesus drinking kombucha and finding us little humans mildly amusing amusing while trying to clear his head of conflict and division, as Tennyson put it, contemplating all. You know, I mean, sarcasm. Yeah, because we forget when you talk about dangerous, Paul, Jesus was dangerous. This guy beat up guys in church. And the the last supper, this holy, special, very uh, wonderful moment where he grabs the cup that nobody had drunk from in 1500 years and Judas tips over and all this stuff's happening. And he's, and he tells the guys, listen, you're going to have to go out and you're going to have to, you're, you guys are going to get this done, but hang on just a second. Does everybody have a sword? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's right. That's what Luke that's right. added it. He goes, does everybody have a sword? Well, if you yeah, don't sell your cloak, sell your cloak. That's, that's what he writes. Sell your jacket and get one. And then later on, Peter, he goes, yeah, we got a couple swords. And he cuts the guy's ear off. And Jesus goes, no, 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 no. That's not exactly what I meant. Hang on. And he picks up the ear, puts it back on the guy, and looks at, I mean, think of the Roman centurions. And he looks at him and goes, puts the ear back on and goes, are we all good? Everybody good? <laughs> you know, That's right. It's such a great moment, but he was dangerous, Paul, and we seem to have ripped that out of, like Jefferson ripping out miracles, we've ripped out the dangerous side of Jesus. Yeah, yeah, and, and we're left with an incomplete picture. We're not given the whole Jesus to emulate, unfortunately. You know, uh, Martin Luther King said that no one is good unless they bear within their character antithesis strongly marked. Mm. Uh, that is an egghead way of saying no one is good unless they're both tender and tough. Mm. Uh, the great Irish proverb, uh, do not trust a soldier who can't cry, right? So we're really not good. A good person is a whole person. A good person is one who has integrity. Integrity does not mean only avoiding sin. That's not what it means. To have integrity is to be whole. It's to have a spectrum of character traits. And right now, what's happening with NGB is uh, we're taking that integrity away. We're not making whole men. We're making a, a caricature, really, of men who are not going to do well in this world. Uh, the NGB makes naive men, and naive men get eaten alive. And yeah. the main group that has gravitated toward this book for help, and I did a podcast last week, with a young man who was the son of a pastor. And he said, your book fundamentally changed my life. In fact, it wow. saved his life. Wow. He had lost his first wife. 
Hmm. His second marriage is better because of the book. And now he has six kids, all of them girls. So um, sons of pastors are the ones who really get a very dangerous message. And think about this. Well, you know about this, right? It, uh, I, I didn't grow up in the church. I, I've been a contrarian voice with all my book, almost all my books. And uh, it's just who I am. I'm, I'm an outlier, without a doubt. I'm not really embraced, frankly, by uh, the official well, well, church. Where, where, Paul, where'd you cool. grow up? Grew up in Reseda, California. Um, my parents are Irish immigrants. And uh, uh, so I uh, grew up nominally Catholic. And, uh, but didn't really, I'm not putting down Catholicism in any way, shape or form, but, um, anyway, I just grew up largely just a lost kid, <laughs> you know, and then I, you know, someone invited me to church and, uh, and I went, uh, it was a life changing experience. But even today, pal, I have to tell you when you don't grow up in it, right. And so you get grafted in, you look at some of the things we do and, I'm, and you're like, why do we do these things? And why do we have... Pal, some of it honestly has been my life to some degree when it comes to church has been an adventure in missing the point. If you, you know, it was largely just don't <laughs> sin, you know, which is interesting because the one sin I never heard about was uh, the sin of cowardice, Revelation 21 8. That thing never ever came up in the list of sins I was supposed to avoid, you know. Wow. So, so I, I believe in it and I'm part of it. But there are parts of it that just make you go, really? Yeah, <laughs> That's what we're going to talk about. Yeah, it's sort of like, you know, it's not attractive to a guy when you tell no. him, hey, why don't you come to church? And, and then they show up and you're doing like the two-step hop and clap thing. <laughs> and, and they're like, this is it? And you go, yeah, yeah, yeah man, this is awesome. <laughs> go, no, I'm, I'm good. You know what happens, pal, when you when you uh, ask a man to hold another man's hand in church and they close their eyes, <laughs> they're not praying. They're going. They're going one Mississippi, two Mississippi, yeah, three I Mississippi. Yeah. <laughs> just, you just want it to be over. Shoot, that's funny, yeah. man. You know, uh, I've been in so many men's meetings where they've done stuff like that, and I've gone up and I just schooled the guys afterwards who were leading it. You know, I'll do. I do what we did in our team. You know. You know, if you played football you, and, and you were on the defense, there were times you held hands. Usually, you just held each other's finger. You know, it was like a <laughs> – That's right. Just, you held each other's finger. And, and it wasn't like a full clasp. And um, – but what, what we always did, you know, most teams I was on in places, we just put each, you know hand on each other's shoulder. And we're like, come on, let's do this, man. Yeah. So we do the shoulder thing. So I was in a, I was in one deal, Paul, and you've been around a lot. You've seen this. I was in one thing where the guy goes, hey, it's been a long day. Everybody stand up. Turn to your right. Reach out. Put your hand on the guy's shoulder. Now begin to <laughs> did this thing where everybody rubbed the guy's shoulders in front of like a like a helping his shoulders feel better or something. And I oh, turned around to the guy behind me. I go, bro, don't touch me, man. <laughs> I just I did. I go, bro, no, no, no. Don't touch me. And I and the guy to my right, I go, bro, you are not getting one of those. So maybe when you get home, you'll get lucky. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And I went and just schooled the guy afterwards. I go, you know, you got to do stuff that men do, man. You got to do stuff that men do, not stuff that you do like in a Sunday school class because you grew up in it. Yeah. 
Hey, this is Chris. Let me take a moment right in the middle of this great conversation to remind you how to get in touch with Paul and Christian Men's Network and the Global Fatherhood Initiative. You can find all the resources for mentoring and fatherhood at cmn.men. That's the Christian Men's Network at cmn.men. Christian Men's Network does special events across America and around the world. You can find all the information at cmn.men. Click on events. We also have tremendous resources for churches with special discounts for groups on that website. Everything a church needs from A to Z to mentor and disciple men of all ages and backgrounds. Before we get back to the interview, please take the time to hit the subscribe button to help us continue to reach other men. Now let's get back to this powerful interview with Paul and Paul Coughlin. Yeah, I think when you grow up in that culture, that's what you see. I mean, and, and that we're all that way. Um, mm. But when people point it out the way you have and the way I have, um, we shouldn't automatically be seen as some sort of uh, adversary. Uh, yeah. Rather, it could be uh, right. provoking one another to good works. You know, the word provoke isn't always bad. Uh, we're, we are to provoke uh, one another to good works. And I think that's... That's part of it. Um, cult, organizations have their own cultures, right? And they often have, you know, they all have kind of an echo chamber and some of the stuff, uh, very good friends who are pastors. And I've said, I have said more than once, I said, buddy, that's pastor talk. <laughs> I mean, if what yeah. you just said, this doesn't exist outside the Petri dish. Yeah. It just does, it won't live outside of a Petri dish. And the, most of us guys don't live in that culture. And if I were to do sometimes of what he said I was supposed to do, I'd lose my job. I mean, you would just you wouldn't provide for your family. Uh, yeah. it, it it sounds good. Yeah. It doesn't lead it doesn't lead to the abundant life. Yeah. Uh, and, and and so yeah. contrarian voices need to be part of the of the of the body. Yeah. Revolutionaries are all always the way change happens. And yeah. uh, and, and, radicals are always like change. Radicals are always the way healing happens. So, uh, but you're not talking. Let me let me just clarify something here, because I see guys. Okay, we're going to do this this uh, fully robust ministry to men, and all of a sudden they're all wearing camo and and doing five paragraph orders, and you know it becomes militaristic. You're not talking like a jingoistic sort of Christianity. You're talking, in other words, a man could fight. Okay. Uh, against the encroachment of, an, of a godless culture by writing a great movie. Yeah, right. Right? Ab absolutely. Yeah, you know, the word love appears in No More Christian Nice Guy about 112 times. It's really about love. Yeah. But it's about a certain kind of love. It's, it's, it's a male-flavored love, which is not as sentimental, though there's a place for that. Uh, mm -hmm. It's more... Uh, courageous um mm -hmm. it, it's got it's, i think i said it before men have to have a bone to to chew on or we're going to chew on the wrong things we need a bone uh big enough to capture our dreams our desires a bone that that creates sacrifice uh mm -hmm. sacrifice is essential to to righteousness it's essential to a life well lived and uh and and that's what we need and so you're talking about writing a fantastic movie you bet starring in it underwriting it i mean some people just don't have the time uh to do certain things but you got the resources 
if if it weren't for support, so many godly and righteous things just would not happen because they don't pay for themselves. I run a nonprofit, and if it weren't for if it weren't for the support of other people, and you know what it's like, it's just not good. You can't you can't sell enough resources uh, in order yeah. to pull it off. So so a man that goes into business and builds an insurance company, okay. And he builds this insurance company, ends up with five offices, and he ends up with discretionary funding. Yeah. Paul, that's, that's as much a fight for righteousness as a man who does a, a commentary on the book of Acts. Amen. Me, right? There's no difference, because what he's doing now with that funding, and let's say he, he has $100,000 he can put into something, and he funds a movie on bullying for the protectors. That's as powerful a ministry as anybody who ever stood on a pulpit. And you know what's sad about that guy who did that? He doesn't get that message. They almost feel like they have to apologize uh, for it. Now, provided they didn't make that money being a jerk uh, to other people, yeah. but they don't see it that way. And I know so many of those uh, men across the country they are absolutely, we, we cannot do what we are doing without them. It doesn't, it, it, it's sad they don't get more of an attaboy. Uh, for you, know, you know, Jesus was, you know, we, we take it out of context. He says, the son of man has no place to lay his head. But he had a house in Capernaum, <laughs> you know, <laughs> right? He had a house in Capernaum. That's the house they dug the hole in. Uh, in Mark 2, when they dug the hole, it was his house. He lived on a lake. And, and, uh, but, and he, but he had people who supported the ministry. Why else would he have Judas? Yeah, right. Taking care of the funding. And he had a friend named Lazarus, right? Lazarus was a business guy. And there were people like him who funded this stuff happening. And, and Lazarus becomes pivotal to the whole narrative of the passion because not only did they want to kill Jesus, but kill Lazarus because they said on account of him being raised from the dead, many have become followers of Christ. Hey, protectors, the protectors.org, the protectors.org. This is a uh, anti-bullying, freedom from bullying in the workplace, in schools. It has resources for parents. And you talk about in this, Something, it, it's like a pivot. Uh, I, I'd not seen this before, and I've talked to a lot of people about bullying. I've not seen this. And that is bystanders. Yeah. You, and I want you to just kind of unpack that a little bit because you, there's this place where we're told, you know, okay, hey, don't get involved or back off or, okay, it's the nice guy syndrome. Oh, you know, know, don't get in other people's business. That's their thing. And you talk about the courage of bystanders can actually be one of the greatest things that stops bullying across the country you and I live in and around the world. Tell me, unpack that for me. Yeah. So the Department of Health and Human Services did a 10-year landmark study in America on anti-bullying efforts and found most to be ineffective, even dismal. When we expect authority to change the heart, mind, soul, or spirit of a, of a serial bully, but what they found, what worked is positive peer pressure, hmm. or what psychologists would call a, a positive deviance. And this is the secret sauce of any anti-bullying effort, is 
uh, targets or bullies will listen to positive peer pressure. So when their peers denounce that behavior in an assertive but nonviolent way, much in the tradition of the great Martin Luther King, who taught us, how do you stand up to injustice without becoming unjust yourself? Um, He showed the way and others did as well. Well, we've taken great inspiration from that. And so we have trained thousands of students across the country on how to say no. Uh, No is one of the greatest spiritual words we will ever say. Mm. No is one of the most powerful words that we will say on behalf of ourselves, our families, and others. So we train kids how to say no, particularly uh, Christian kids, uh, because they often will have a hard time with saying no, because they also got a copy of the NGB. Uh, They've been told to... Oh, man. They've been turned to turn the other cheek, which has nothing to do with adolescent bullying. It has to do with having a generous spirit. has everything to do with inner strength, yeah. They are targets in a horrible way because bullies look for nice kids. A bully's not looking for a fight. A bully wants to overwhelm. So they look for the kind of kid they're pretty sure will take it. Uh, they look for the Frank Peretti's of the world. I don't know if you were familiar with Frank Peretti. Uh, I have an interview with Frank in my, in my book, and it's probably one of my favorite interviews I've ever, ever done. I've done thousands of them. And uh, yeah, Frank was told, no, good Christians don't defend themselves. Uh, I'm very sad. Uh, Frank regrets that. He's 65 now, and he, mm-hmm. he cried during the uh, interview. He got angry. So we are about taking that bystander, turning them into a protector, standing up for others. And we're also about hardening the target as well. Many targets do not self-advocate well. Bad body language, things like that. So we train kids how to appear more assertive even when they don't feel that way uh, inside. It makes a big difference. We train them how to stand up for themselves as, uh, as well. Wow. This is incredible. And uh, you can find out, you, I mean, you're all over the internet in that sense, but the website is theprotectors.org. And, and that'll also give you a little bit more about Paul's life and, and so forth. You know, one of the things that, that I decided a number of years ago when I read the book, and then particularly more recently, uh, as I thought about the different people we wanted to talk to with our uh, podcasts and interviews, uh, I decided a long time ago that once I meet you, okay, which is like right now, this is the way we virtual meet in COVID uh, culture. That's right. Once the once we meet, you're never going to get rid of me. That's kind of what I decided. <laughs> you're like a cold. You're like a cold that won't go away. Yeah, there you go. Thanks. Yeah, that's, uh, I've never been described as that before. Let me write that down with the list of 48 other things that people have said about it. Uh, that's good. Uh, but seriously, I, I want to uh, go through some of these things uh, in depth in future uh, times together. And I look forward to meeting, and I look forward to you speaking for us, because you mentioned you're speaking, speaking for Brian Doyle, and you mentioned speaking for Coach Mack and Randy Phillips and all the guys, and I thought, well, wait a minute, he's never spoken at our leadership uh, summit or uh, anything. So, And you can find that at cmnsummit.com, cmnsummit.com. And then our website, Paul, is cmn.men, Christian Men's Network, cmn.men, and see what we do. But, man, I'm, gonna be, I'm one of your advocates, bro. Um, well, you know, it's interesting, pal, on that front. Uh, you know, the book came out like, you know, 15 years ago, 12 years ago. Yeah. There's been a resurgence in uh, the interest in it. And yeah. uh, it's been something to, 
it's been something to witness, you know, I just maybe, I, I, what do you think? I mean, I, I do think that, you know, every generation has its pet virtues, right? Yeah. And uh, C.S. Lewis wrote about that. We are clearly in the grips of a, um, uh, the gentle virtues. And my goodness, we need more gentleness in, in this world. We need more patience. We need more kindness, without a doubt. Yeah, but, yeah, but it has to thing, come from genuineness. Well, I mean, but think about this. We cannot be virtuous consistently unless we're courageous. Um, mm -hmm. For example, you see a little kid being picked on in Walmart and yeah. mom's grief right and you want to help the kid uh, but you don't have the courage to stand up to mama bear yeah. you let that kid hang my, my point is that if we truly want to be virtuous we truly want to be righteous we have to start grafting in more vegetables of the spirit and one of those vegetables is courage and it's not even on our spiritual radar so i'm wondering because a lot of our work has been about courage. And by the way, I'm a recovering coward like everyone else. I mean, I, I suffer from cowardice. I, I ain't no great example of it, but I guess what I would say is at least I recognized it mm. and I've written a series of books to address it for myself and for others. There's no stones in my hand. But I'm wondering whether we're being prepared to really graft in spiritual courage in a way we haven't done before. And maybe, maybe, maybe there's something happening right now. I'm getting the feeling there is. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, here's, here's just my observation, having lived uh, a number of years on the planet. And, and uh, you know, some of the same background as you, marketing media, so we end up being, uh, you know, we look at stuff and we see trends and what people are. I think we're in the middle of uh, uh, what they call a social justice. I do think some of the thought life of Saul Alinsky and those guys has permeated the atmosphere. So the way I describe what we do today then is we are a human justice mission focused on defeating fatherlessness and ending child abuse. And I've never found anyone yet who would fight me on that. And the reason is, is I've taken, we have taken, who we are as followers of Christ, and if you will, profiled it, put it in a filter, uh, pivoted uh, the definition to fit who we are as followers of Christ, but in a way that the real world can receive it. They're just not going to take our old language. That stuff's dead. Uh, you know, we shared a thing the other day. We shared a thing the other day, Paul. And uh, I know we got to bring this to a close. We, sh we shared a thing the other day where Paul, in uh, Acts, the 27th chapter, he told the men on the ship, they're on their way to Rome, trying to get to Rome, big storm. And he said, you're all going to live. If you'll listen to me, you're all going to live. But this ship is going to sink. And sometimes <laughs> your ship just needs to sink. The one you've been proud of, the climbing wall that you thought was the entrance of the youth ministry, <laughs> The, the lights and the smoke you thought would grow the church, sometimes your ship is going to sink. It has to sink. <sighs> and everybody lived, and you got to Rome. But that's, that's the way it is. And it takes voices like yours, Paul Coughlin. And I thank God for you. And you say you're an outlier. I think you're actually the tip of the spear. Because oh, it, it takes people like that who are willing to uh, write things that then resonates in the hearts of men. And we can't figure out why is this resonating? Yeah. Where is this voice coming from? You yeah, know? the tuning fork, the tuning fork in the chest. Yeah. What, why does chariots of fire 
stir my heart. Why does Gladiator make me want to do that? What is that? Shawshank Redemption. Shawshank Redemption is the number one movie of men. Yeah, well, okay. okay. Is it really? Okay. I, I believe so. It, okay. it, when asked, I mean, it's a great story of standing up to justice. And it's going a fantastic to... story. It's something way better than the than the short story, by the way. I it's think one of here's the, the, here's the, the deal. Movies. When they do those surveys, you know, they do surveys. What's your favorite movie? Well, what's, you know, well, I don't want to tell everybody my favorite movie is Velocity. You know, or my favorite writer, Stephen King. So I'm going to choose John Steinbeck and Shawshank Redemption. Yeah, yeah there it is. I there think that's is. where that hey, comes from. Hey, pal, you mentioned child abuse. I don't know if we've had a chance to talk about this. Bullying is the number one form of child abuse in the world. Yeah. If a kid is going to experience abuse, it's going to be more through bullying than any other uh, behavior. Wow. So as, as, as Christian men, we really need to stand up uh, to it. And we have a medium to do it with the, through the protectors. Yeah, we have to speak to it. Protectors.org. You know, uh, in the, as we're talking right now, the COVID-19 shutdowns have happened. Domestic violence is off the charts. City of Austin are writing restraining orders as fast as they can get the paperwork done. Uh, the hotline in Charleston, South Carolina, uh, went 300% higher domestic violence. Uh, Willard Hartley, the, the great psychologist, told me this. He said, 90% of all domestic violence happens outside of marriage. So when we talk about healing a culture, wow. if we come back to the center, which is, which is the fierceness of love, mm. that God loved people, so he loves us, so he disciplines us. If we would actually read Proverbs 13 for the day that we're on right now. It would begin to shift and change things. So here's the deal, Paul. You know, for you and your family, we didn't get into You've got three children, right? I do. Yeah, and how old are they now? Uh, 28, 26, and 22. 28, 26, and 22. Those are great ages, man. I mean, it's amazing when your kids become an age that you absolutely vividly remember. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Right? That's right. And then you try to keep them from making the same mistakes. I know. My like, no, 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 no. Listen, wait, 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 wait. And, uh, but man, our prayer for you and your wife and, and family is that God will uh, take every place you put your feet and make it holy ground and that everything your hands touch, it will prosper and that he will keep you, your family and your loved ones deep within the grip of his grace and favor in the days ahead. And thank you for being at the tip of the spear. Paul Coughlin, C-O-U-G-H-L-I-N. No More Christian, Nice Guy, and many other books in protectors.org. Thanks for hanging with us. And man, anytime. I really would love to come back and, and uh, talk about what we can do to battle bullying together. It's a great way to burn out the bad soil, pal. I mean, some people were a target, yeah, and they have never forgotten that. And yeah. some people have been a bystander, and it kills them. This is a way to burn out that bad soil. Yeah, we've lived with shame for being a bystander that didn't right. That's right. That's right. Yeah, we all have. We've all done that. Me too. And this is great stuff, man. So thank you. And thank you for what you're doing. Thank you for uh, taking, the, taking the hit, you know, of, of making this stuff happen. So, uh, yeah, you definitely. And then we're going to – here's what I want to do. We've got a studio we're building here in Fort Worth. 
And uh, I want to have you come in and I want to do a whiteboard session and uh, videotape the whole thing and, and, you know, basically draw out the whole deal. I know you guys have done this. I'd like to do it within our, the, cult, the context of our cultural culture speak that we have. I think it'd be great. So anyway, thanks, Paul. Well, I, my, my pleasure to do that. In case people were, I noticed that my finger was appearing on, on screen oh. right here. <laughs> the middle finger, if, if people can't see it, you got, you got a broken middle finger. No, it's, it's, it's worse. I wish it were broken. I cut the end of it off on a jointer. Oh, <laughs> oh my God, man. I'm missing no, but the that, that way, if anybody, you're, you're, you're in Oregon, and if anybody cuts you off on the freeway, it's going to be very easy to wave at them. You're number it one. Is, it is. That's right. So you're I'm, number I'm 99, one. I'm 99% of the man I used to be. That's, that's the deal. So. <laughs> well, at least it was the front of the tip of your finger. I know. Yeah, not the tip of something else we've been talking about a lot. That's right. That's right. All right. Hey, Paul, God bless you, man. And uh, you have at least uh, substantiated one thing I've always said is that men who are named Paul are always the best looking guys. Oh, my goodness. No more Christian nice guy. Wow, man. That was awesome. Man, I got it down now. I can be a, a full person and know it's okay. Yeah, I just, uh, you know, the whole thing is, hey, and, and let me mention it again. You can go on Amazon.com and get this book, you know, No More Christian Nice Guy, and uh, your life will be blessed. In fact, I'd say get a couple of them. Yes. Get one for somebody else because yes. they're, uh, they're marked down. They're not as much as they used to be, and, and uh, they're, they're paperback. Bam, hit one with some guy. Go, dude. You really need this. Exactly. And I mean, in the reality, you need to too. Man up. Yeah, the reality, too, is what is knowledge if you hold it to yourself? Come on, man. You know, if we're going to really see change in the world, it starts yeah. with us humbling ourselves and passing on the information that we know. It, it blows me away sometimes when people say, hey, you ask somebody, hey, how do you uh, do this or how do you know that? And it's like, well, this is what keeps me unique. No, that's not what keeps you unique. Yeah, That's what keeps you from making a difference. There's a difference. <laughs> yeah, I really appreciate the fact that he took that whole thing about living a passionate, uh, purpose-filled life as a man yeah. and, and is doing that for young men with exactly. his uh, bullying, anti-bullying thing. You know, that's fantastic. Yeah. And uh, so I, Paul is going to be with us. He, he was supposed to be with us at a couple of events that COVID kind of erased and uh, he'll be with us at some things in the future. So yes. I'm looking forward to that. And it's uh, Paul Coughlin. It's spelled C-O-U-G-H-L-I-N. Yes. Okay. Just so guys get that. Yeah. But the great thing too, you know, I just want to add uh, in on that is the, you know, I love his heart for the next generation. Yeah. Because if we're going to see yeah. our nation change, you know, it does start with getting the hearts of kids. So if we can get kids to realize, hey, mm -hmm. walk in the fullness of who God has called you to be, we're going to see our nation change. And I'm excited yeah, about no that. No question. Yeah. So it's a, the book, it was Paul Coughlin, No More Christian Nice Guy. And I want to thank you again for being part of uh, the Brave Men uh, community. And uh, Brave Men is a ministry out of uh, Christian Men's Network. And it's a podcast that we started, um, well, really started a couple years ago. But when Chris Shields came on board, who's uh, my co-host right now, uh, as you started producing it, Brian was co-hosting last season. Uh, the thing really took off. So I want to thank you, Chris, for that. Thank you for the opportunity. Yeah, cool. That's it. That's all you got to say? Yeah. You got I, nothing else? 
I mean, you're speechless. No, I'm not. I speechless. gave you some props. I didn't wow! Fire, I didn't fire you, and you're speechless. I didn't get fired. Wow! I think that's a first. <laughs> it usually happens at least one of yes. our tapings. Yes. No, it's been awesome. Uh, I'm just again, you know, honored and excited to see what God's doing. You know. Yeah, and and I think uh, you know, frankly, just being you know, I, I've got a lot of friends who listen to this on on the way uh, into the office or to work or or you know on the job site. I've got some guys who because they drive a lot and travel, and uh, so make sure you share this with somebody. Yes, right? yes, share sure. it, and please write a review because writing a review also gets the attention of others. Oh, does it There's really? some people that may not know about okay. Brave Men podcast, so when you write a review, it's not just for review. us to. Yes, yeah, it's not positive. just for us to you know continue to improve on what us. we're doing, but it's also for others to be aware oh, okay. of what yeah. they're going to be experiencing yeah. through this podcast. So if it's touching your heart, write what's on your heart yeah, about this something. podcast. Yeah, doesn't have to be awesome no it could just be the word awesome yeah just say awesome cool (laughs) inspirational fantastic phenomenal you know one of those good things in those different voices too yes please if you don't pronunciate (laughs) it's not doing it so uh yeah paul cochlin uh varsity you can kind of hear the varsity coach that you know is interesting mix you know this varsity coach guy and then uh newspaper guy so he's a researcher and he's a strategist and a planner and, and all that mixed up and then a coach. So, uh, yeah, I like hanging out with the guy. Yeah, he's awesome. Yeah, it was really good. So thank you. And I like hanging out with you listening right now to Brave Men. So thank you for being a part of this. And uh, go to cmn.men for all your resources that you need. We've got events coming up like the CMN Summit that happens every uh, the first weekend of November every year. And the Global Summit, Lions Roar. And so that's at cmnsummit.com. Whenever you're listening to this, I'm sure there's one coming up in the future. Go to events on our cmn.men page. We've got events all across the country at different times. Uh, We're doing Zoom events, all sorts of stuff. A lot of great things going on. And then plus, uh, we have majoringinmen.com. Majoringinmen.com. And when you go to majoringinmen.com, because of the... um, a generosity of our uh, friends and partners. What was a hundred dollars now is uh, there's absolutely no cost and your, your way has been paid to take that 12 part course that will walk you through how to build a ministry to men. And uh, those of you who already have one going, this is going to be something to help you expand it and uh, help you enlarge what you're doing. If you haven't launched one in your local church, this is the way to get it started. So thanks for being a part of Brave Men. Remember that's majoringinmen.com, majoringinmen.com, and then cmn.men. God bless you. Love you guys. You've just experienced Brave Men with Paul Lewis Cole. Paul is president of the Christian Men's Network. Connect with Paul at cmn.men or write to him at paul at cmn.men. <laughs>